You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number six of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet, so welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope everyone is wonderful out there. Me, I'm doing great. Podcast is doing great. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. The show is building up some momentum. We're clawing our way up those charts, and it's a beautiful thing. As of this recording, in the true crime category, we're number 226 in the US of A. 145 up here in Canada, and number 96 all the way over there in Australia. So thanks, mates. Even if it's perhaps just temporary, it feels pretty damn good. I'm going to celebrate after this with a Vegemite sandwich. Maybe watch me some Crocodile Dundee. Love those movies. Crocodile Dundee 2 was the first movie I saw at the drive-in. At the tender age of six, Paul Hogan, his leathery face on the big screen. That's not a knife. This is a knife. The best. Coincidentally, we were actually headed to Australia for this uh, episode. Funny how that all comes together, isn't it? So let's do this, baby. Alright. Hop in, everyone, and let's cruise these Australian streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. Don't worry, mates. I promise to have you back home in time to put another shrimp on the barbie. Six. Wishing Well Weasel. 
It's a nice day for a white wedding. It's a nice day to start again. Yeah. Billy Idol. Wow, that was crazy. It's like Billy's spirit just took over me there for a second. He's dead, isn't he? You'll have to excuse me. I'm a little rusty on my uh, Billy Idol knowledge. He was great in The Wedding Singer, though. <sighs> All right, hang on. This is going to bother me. Okay, so through the power of editing and a quick Google search, I can now spout out some Billy Idol knowledge. He's uh, 64 years old, born November 30th, 1955 in Stanmore, Middlesex, England. Alive and well. Born William Michael Albert Broad. So yeah, Billy Idol definitely sounds cooler. Um, according to a 1983 interview, the name originated when one of his school teachers actually described him as Idol. I-D-L-E, which when you're describing a person means lazy, one who avoids work without purpose or effect. Of course, he spells it I-D-O-L, meaning an image or a representation of a god used as an object of worship, you know, like a teen idol. So, double meaning there. He's a cheeky bugger. Also, he has an estimated net worth of 50 million bones. So go Billy. Who says this show isn't informative, am I right? Anyways, moving along. Yes, this is a wedding-related episode. I, myself, despise weddings. Fortunately, I haven't had to attend many. Never was the best man. One of the many perks of being a loner. I am married, though. Thankfully, my wife didn't care for a big wedding either. So we went to City Hall together, didn't tell a soul, and got married that way. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't know that two witnesses were needed. So... Uh, a couple people who were working in the office there came downstairs to be in attendance. One of the ladies was eating an egg salad sandwich behind us as we tied the knot. A beautiful ceremony. And now, whenever I smell egg salad, it always brings a sentimental tear to my eye. Okay, today's story starts off on March 3rd, 2018. It takes us to the Bellarine Peninsula, which is just southwest of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia, mates. It's a beautiful tourist destination with its seaside villages, gourmet foods, wineries, and magnificent beaches. Oh, the beaches. It really does seem like a great place to visit. Today we're at a lovely wedding. Now maybe I've been shitting on weddings in an unfair way. Having ones just seems stressful. The idea of spending a ton of money on the venue, the food, the drinks... The DJ. Setting up that guest list. Just feels like too much headaches. And stress. Not to mention starting off your lives together in a chunk of debt. Just not that appealing. Now attending a wedding without the stresses of being a main part of it. Not being in the wedding party. Not making a speech. You know, just at a casual friend's or a, or a cousin's wedding. Or something like that is actually a pretty good time. Fancy food. Hopefully an open bar where you can get your drink on. Do a little mingling, maybe hit up the dance floor. Heck yeah, I'm in. Okay, so this wedding venue, from what I hear, is just fabulous. In fact, I asked my friend about it, who just so happens to be Australian. Here's A-list celebrity Christy Lee, host of the wildly successful podcast Canadian True Crime, to tell us all about it. Jack Rabbit Vineyard, located on the dynamic Ballerine Peninsula, is a wedding venue that truly offers it all. With a choice of two stunning venues on the property, you really are spoilt for choice and only need to decide the style 
and feel your day should have when selecting the perfect place to celebrate. Stunning ceremony locations and beautiful photo opportunities are all around the property, so there really is no need for you to go anywhere else. For those couples dreaming of an intimate winery ceremony, look no further than Jack Rabbit Vineyard, with unrivaled, sweeping views of the bay, as well as our impressive vineyards, you will be hard-pressed to choose just one location. Okay, we get it, we get it. It's a nice place. All right, confession. I may have just asked Chrissy Lee to uh, read a paragraph from the jackrabbitvineyard.com website. Not even sure if she's heard of the place, but hey, she paints a nice picture, doesn't she? Okay, so let's hang out at the bar here. We'll be flies on the wall, bar flies, and witness the festivities ourselves. Everyone's having a good time. It's later on in the night, shortly before 11 o'clock. The beautiful young couple, newlyweds, whose names we'll keep out of this to avoid further embarrassment, they're having a great time, as are the guests, the ceremony, speeches, dinner, all that out of the way. And people are just kind of hanging out. Now, you know, they're drinking, dancing, all that good stuff. But hey, wait a minute. Let's turn our eyes to a new guest who is just arriving onto the scene here. He's alone. Doesn't really seem out of place. He's wearing black dress pants, shiny black shoes, a classy white collared shirt with suspenders. He cleans up nice. And he's sporting sunglasses on his head. A little bit douchey. He's balding, big time, but keeps his head shaved pretty short. Suits him. He's not growing it out, combing it over in a desperate attempt to hang on to those last few strands. He looks a little like Jason Statham. Well, a taller, more smilier version. Jason Statham if he stopped working out for a few years. Anyways, he's mingling, making small talk with a few people. Wow, he sure is looking around a lot, though. Sweaty. Why does he look so nervous? We better keep our eyes on him. Oh, he's getting up from the bar. Okay. He's heading to the main foyer. Oh, he must be leaving. False alarm. Man, I'm so paranoid sometimes. Oh, wait a minute. What's he pulling out of his pocket? Is that some kind of tool? A chisel? Screwdriver, maybe? Hey, hey, he's he's wedging open the top of that display case. He just jimmied that thing open and grabbed a bunch of envelopes. Is no one else seeing this? Oh my goodness. And now he's darting out of there. He's getting into a weird-looking white truck. I've never seen one of these before. What is that, a ute? Yeah, I believe he's getting into a ute. And now he's gone, like a literal thief in the night. Wow, that is terrible. Now I've seen it all. Okay, so yeah... That just happened. And at a time when everyone kind of had their guard down. Like I had impeccable timing. So it's not until close to the end of the night, when things start winding down, that the couple realizes what has just occurred. The envelopes this mystery man took were wedding gifts. Cards full of money from the wishing well they had out in the foyer. I myself have never heard of a wishing well before. I might be the only one, because apparently they're quite popular. Uh, they vary in appearance, but... Basically, it's just a decorative box that people drop cash in as a gift. If you're told it's going to be a wishing well wedding, that's a nice way for the couple to say, hey, we don't want any pots or pans or Tupperware or whatever bullshit people usually give at weddings. We want cold hard cash instead, bub. Show me the money, honey. So at this wedding, the wishing well looked pretty simple, like a clear display case with a padlock on it, and it had the bride and groom's names on it. Early on in the newspapers, it was said that nearly $10,000 in money was stolen. Later, that number was found out to be quite a bit lower, $3,700, but still not a bad haul. 
that discrepancy in numbers I chalk up to uh, some people exaggerating how much they'd actually gifted the couple. I know that's what I'd do anyways. I'd be like, oh man, it's a shame that dude took the uh, 500 bucks I just gave you. When in actuality, I just stuffed a 20% off coupon to Red Lobster in there. Anywho, this guy hightailed it out of there with the cash, easy peasy. Not a bad little takeaway. Couldn't have gone any better. The perfect crime. Except for one minor detail. It was all caught on camera. Of course. A nice establishment like this one has security cameras. CCTV footage caught it all. And as you can guess, it didn't take long to find this guy. Geelong police released the video and plastered his face all over the news. After all, he wasn't in disguise. And they also had his vehicle on camera as well. His little ute which is a slang term used in Australia for utility vehicle, used to go over rough terrain. A strange-looking thing. Kind of cute, though. So who would do such a thing to this nice couple on what is supposed to be one of the best days of their lives? Well, that would be a local scumbag by the name of Lee Weber. The 41-year-old man from Ocean Grove is a plumber by trade. The father of two is also no stranger to getting into a little danger with the law, as we'll talk about in a little bit. It's funny, um... If you listened to episode one of this podcast, Pints and Pounds, our man in trouble with the law in that one was Lee Ford. So two out of six so far. These guys giving the Lees of the world a bad name. Lee Weber went to court and pled guilty to the theft when he appeared before court magistrate Anne McGarvey. But here's where we get a few more details as to the events leading up to the incident late that evening. Well, you see, what had happened was Lee and his wife were attending a different wedding that day. His neighbor was getting married at Tarinda Estate, which was close by, when Lee and his wife got into a bit of a scuffle there, an argument. So his wife left, and eventually Lee, who according to his lawyer Simon O'Halloran was quite upset, well, he decided to take back the gift he had given them earlier. Real classy move. So when he went back to do just that, he unfortunately went to the wrong wedding, the one over at Jackrabbit Vineyard. So he went in there and he took all the envelopes, I mean... He had to make sure he got his own gift back, with interest, I suppose. And Lee said it wasn't until afterwards when he realized he had gone to the wrong wedding. So he wasn't actually targeting these people specifically. But I mean, even this clearly made up story here makes him sound ridiculously guilty. He didn't clue in that he didn't recognize anyone at the wedding, or that there was different names on the wishing well he took the money from. And if he wanted just one envelope, then why did he take them all? His lawyer said, quote, it can only be described as a brain fade, end quote. Well, ain't that the truth? Uh, he also said Lee was very embarrassed and acted in a hot-headed way, out of instinct. Pretty bad when your own lawyer describes you as acting out of instinct when you steal a bunch of money. So the court magistrate, Anne McGarvey, who earlier said she had actually seen video of Lee performing the crime on the telly. Well, she has some options as to what type of punishment she can give Lee. But in the end, she decides he should uh, serve some jail time. He's, after all, he's earned it. Uh, she said, quote, It was an extraordinarily low act. And later adding, The community would have been shocked by this. It was a very brazen offense. Lee is sentenced to two months in jail and was ordered to pay back the $3,700 to the newlyweds. As I mentioned earlier, this guy's no stranger to breaking the law. He also received a fine to the tune of $900, along with a one-year corrections order, and this is for something completely different. Numerous petrol thefts, so yeah, he was also stealing gas. 
There's another offense in Lee's past that I've yet to mention, one that landed him a short stint in jail back in 2013. And this one is the most disturbing of them all. I mean, stealing gifts from the newlyweds on their uh, big day is pretty low, but this one takes it to another level. Okay, when I say he stole from a vulnerable person, what, what are you picturing in your head right now? Maybe snatching an old lady's purse? Think worse. Stealing candy from a baby? Babies are pretty vulnerable. But nope, he uh, actually stole some stuff from a man who had recently died. Now I have so many more questions about this one, but I couldn't find many more details of how that went down. The only other detail I have regarding this comes from an article I've been using from the Geelong Advertiser. The deceased man's widow had some words for Lee, which she told him through a victim impact statement. Quote, Some of the things you stole I've had since I was 21, and there were photos of my late husband that I had planned to put together for my grandchildren. They are all gone. What a piece of shit. Sorry, that last part was me. <laughs> wasn't her. Although I'm sure she was thinking it. Uh, those items he stole were never recovered, and sadly are priceless things that they can never get back. A couple of takeaways from this episode. Uh, wishing wells. If you are using them at a wedding, be careful. Get someone to keep an eye on it, perhaps. Because this kind of stuff can happen very easily. And very often. At the very least, have a camera on the damn thing like these people had. There's an app called Giftwell. I went on their website, and they say security is no longer an issue at weddings. With new digital wishing well. It's an electronic cash gifting platform where you can uh, send the newlyweds cash, and they receive it from their cell phone. Uh, call me old-fashioned, but it feels like a very impersonal way of doing things. But much safer, I guess. Oh, and on the other end of that, if you are going to steal from a wishing well, wear a disguise so you don't get caught. And do it at a stranger's wedding, like this guy did. A swanky affair. You'll get more bang for your buck. Oh, and one more thing. For all you Australian listeners out there, just be wary next time you hire a plumber. Lee Weber, uh, if he shows up at your door, make sure to watch him like a hawk. I'd hate for you to lose your uh, plunger or maybe your favorite loofah. Your shampoo should be safe, though. He's bald. Oh, man. Okay. All this wedding crashing talk is uh, getting me a little bit excited. Perhaps that is something to add to the old bucket list. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number six, The Wishing Well Weasel. I hope you enjoyed. Any of you ever crashed a wedding before? If so, I'd love to hear about it. Special thanks to Christy Lee of Canadian True Crime Podcast for lending her heavenly voice to this episode. That was fantastic. So thanks again, Christy Lee. Oh, and uh, before I forget, I'd like to thank Belinda from Brisbane, another uh, Australian. Hey, you guys are all right. Uh, Belinda, she sent me an email, which I really appreciated, and it, it came at the perfect time for me. I was just having one of those days, you know, where I was I was really going down on myself, and she, um, I just say I was going down on myself. <laughs> I wish. Um, I was I was feeling down on myself. I think was what I was going for. I don't know. Now I'm confused. Everything sounds so sexual. Um, I was having one of those moments where I was feeling insecure about myself and my podcasting skills and all that, and uh, the email just kind of brought me right out of that funk. So yeah, thanks again, girl. I also have a couple more long overdue shoutouts before we get out of here, along with a promo from an awesome podcast. So firstly, I gotta thank my pal, The Operator. Uh, he designed the logo for the show as well as creating the theme song as well. Super talented guy. 
and I appreciate it big time. So thanks, Op. Oh, and he also edited my first two episodes and then gave me some instructions on how to edit the show. A podcast editing for dummies, I guess you could call it. And I'm terrible with technology, so this dummy was having a lot of trouble figuring it all out. So that's when I ended up recruiting my wife. She is now the editor of the podcast, kind of helps me out with all the technical stuff behind the scenes. So I guess I'll call her the editor-in-chief. So thanks, Boo. I appreciate everything you do. And lastly, I have a podcast recommendation for you. One I've been listening to for a couple of years now. It's called The Minds of Madness. Uh, You may have heard of it already. It's pretty damn popular, and for good reason. The show tackles a lot of interesting crime cases with care and attention paid to the victims and survivors and their stories. Also, I gotta say the host, Tyler, has a manly voice that makes me sound like I'm in the fifth grade again. Still waiting for my balls to drop. Anyways, I'll let Tyler tell you all about it in a moment. Uh, His podcast, Not My Balls. Uh, Yeah, as for myself... I will be back to hang out with you in just 10 short days with a, well, this is going to be a strange one. It's a pretty strange dude in this one, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. All right, so take it away, Tyler. Every 60 seconds, a person is murdered somewhere in the world. There was a shootout in my house. I can't believe it. What causes ordinary people to do unthinkable things? He stabbed me in my neck. And he says, look how easily I could kill you. The Minds of Madness is a true crime podcast that examines the most disturbing criminal minds. We shed a light on the devastating impact these violent crimes have on the victims and their families. When you get calls in the night, you know they're not good or they're wrong numbers. You'll hear about the incredible strength of the survivors and what they did to fight back. I was studying his face because I was thinking, if I get out of this, I'm gonna get you someday. Subscribe to the Minds of Madness podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.